Welcome to the Book Club Girl podcast, where we chat about great books with awesome authors, and you, our listeners, ask the questions. I'm Eliza Rosenberry. My reading goal for this year is to read 50 books, and now that we're sort of past summer reading, I've finished 37, which is way more than what I read last year, and I actually think reading for the podcast is helping me boost my numbers a little bit. Oh my God, Eliza, that's crazy. (laughs) I definitely have to step it up. This is Tavia Kowalchuk. I also said I want to read 50 books this year. However, I've only read 25, although it might be more because I've had to reread a few books for the podcast and I don't think I counted those. Oh, okay. On today's show, In the Friendship List by Susan Mallory, Ellen and Unity are best friends. They excel at growing their friendship, but are otherwise stuck in the past. Can these two women rise to the occasion and step out of their comfort zones? And later in the show, we're speaking with number one New York Times bestselling author, Susan Mallory. I can't wait to talk to Susan about the friendship list. But before we start talking about this book, I have to share this amazing review that we got from our listener, quote, hungry girl reader. (laughs) She says... Just found this podcast when listening to a Satellite Sisters podcast. Shout out, Satellite Sisters. Subscribed right away because the casters sounded smart, non-apologetic for their opinions, and introduced us to cool reads without being overly grand and show-offy as to their literary prowess. You can tell they are full of thought and conscientious readers looking out for those of us searching for varied literature. I'm blushing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Very kind. And now we present to you the Friendship List Abridged. Best friends, Ellen and Unity, support each other in every way, especially when it's time to grow and change. Ellen hasn't dated anyone since she gave birth to her son as a teen mom, and Unity lives in her dead husband's house and spends her leisure time at the senior center. After the two friends have a terrible fight, Unity devises the friendship list, a list each friend creates that is full of challenges. Get a tattoo. Have sex with a handsome man. Go skydiving. The friend that completes more challenges by the end of the summer will be treated to an all-expenses-paid trip to the local swanky spa resort by the other friend. As each woman opens herself up to the world— and to love, they begin to check items off their list. It's easy for Ellen to get a tattoo, and it's a breeze for Unity to go skydiving, but they each stall out when it comes to being truly available for love. Ellen starts sleeping with her friend Keith, the hunky high school athletic director, but can't see that he's plainly in love with her. Meanwhile, Unity is gently pursued by Thaddeus, a successful real estate investor, but keeps shutting down when asked to move on from her deceased husband. Can these two women overcome their fears to fully live their lives? Tavia, what did you think of this book? So I enjoyed the friendship list. My favorite character from this book, and there was, I feel like, an extensive cast of characters, but my favorite character was Dagmar, who is Unity's eccentric friend from the senior community. She always had these elaborate, colorful outfits on, and she always had this sort of very wise advice, and she's always pushing Unity to sort of bust out of her shell and move on from her past. I just thought that she was 
a very interesting woman and I kind of wish I knew her in real life. Yeah, she's really, really fun. And I love how Susan Mallory describes her fashion. She'll be wearing like a rhinestone encrusted Rolling Stones jacket with like pink leather pants. Like it's just, she's got a lot going on, which I love. I know, I know. It's really fun. amazing. I really loved the portrayal of the friendship at the center of this book. And what I really liked was how the two main characters, Ellen and Unity, they're the same age. You know, they're in their sort of mid-30s, but they're at totally different points in their lives and sort of at each of them is at a crossroads, but a very different crossroads, right? Like Ellen has a son who's 17 and he's about to go off to college. So she's sort of facing this crisis of like, who am I now that my, you know, I'm going to be an empty nester. I better start dating. I better start getting my life back in order. And then meanwhile, Unity is sort of like stalled out. Her husband died a few years ago and she's sort of like just sitting around waiting for something, you know, she doesn't even know what. And she's waiting to become a senior citizen. (laughs) Yeah, she's 34 and she spends all her time at the senior center because it's like safe and comfortable. But yeah, so I appreciated that. I appreciated that too. But I also thought was really interesting the way that these two women are both sort of stuck in their ruts, but yet they very actively work at growing and maintaining their friendship. Yeah. So that's one area of their life that's very dynamic is the way that they relate to each other. And I could relate to that the way that I have definitely over the years tended my female friendships so that they grow and don't just sort of rely on memories from the past. Yeah, I I really loved how the book portrayed the work involved in maintaining a friendship, right? It's not just a relationship that you can sort of let passively sit over the decades. Like it requires just as much maintenance as you know, any other relationship in your life. And the author definitely shows that. Yeah. Another relationship that they're working at in the book is the mother-son dynamic. It seemed, I mean, not being a parent, it seemed realistic to me the way that the mom really wanted what was absolutely best for her son and the way that he, you know, loved her and respected her She's a single mom, so he, you know, she was sort of the only parent for him. Um, And I just appreciated that. I appreciated this sort of affectionate mother-son relationship where, you know, one of the things that happens is that Ellen overhears her son saying he doesn't feel like he can go away to college because he can't leave his mom alone. He's worried about her. And that's the real reason why she's like, I have to open up my life because I want my son to look at me and think that I can stand on my own and I have a life and he doesn't have to take care of me. So I really appreciated that tension between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to talking with Susan Mallory about the friendship list. This is going to be fun. Me too. All right. Well, here's a toast from afar. Cheers. Cheers. I have my coffee mug. I have my water glass. (laughs) (laughs) Quick reminder. We love hearing from you, especially now that we're working from home. Join our Facebook group, The Book Club Girls, where you can stay connected with other book lovers and pose your own questions to authors who appear on our show. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash The Book Club Girls. And stay tuned after the show for a short exclusive sample from the Friendship List audiobook. Susan, welcome to the Book Club Girl podcast. We are so glad you're here with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. This is fun. 
So this actually leads me into um, sort of my first question, which is, you know, we've all had to grow and learn new technology during the pandemic. And your idea of the friendship list that you present in the book challenges your characters to grow. It really captured our imagination as readers. And I have to ask you right off the bat, and also your reader Brenda wants to know, if you made a friendship list, what would be the number one and number two things on your list? Oh, wow. So we start right with the hard question. I think the thing I would challenge myself with and will never, ever happen is to have more balance in my life. I work a lot, mostly because I love what I do. It's hard for like a hobby to be a close second to the joy I find in writing. But I have a fantasy about balance because... I love the concept of it. Well, balance in your life is pretty much like the most difficult thing, I think, to achieve. So your friendship list is really tough so far. (laughs) This is an easier question. (laughs) You know, we loved the book and we loved, Tavi and I were just talking before you joined us about the friendship at the center of the book, of course, between Unity and Ellen. And you know, I really found their friendship something to aspire to. You know, we were talking about how you portrayed the work that goes into maintaining a friendship like this. It's just like any other relationship in your life. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of maintenance and effort and care. Um, and what I, what we also loved in the book is how they've been so close for so long, and yet it seems like their friendship is still growing. And so was there a moment in the book for you where their friendship really matured or sort of evolved in a notable way? There is a scene early on, and this is not really a spoiler, but they do have a fight. And I don't write fight books. I don't write books where people don't get along. I don't find that especially interesting. I think trying to get along when you love someone is much harder than fighting with someone. Anyone can pick a fight. Um, It takes maturity to not pick a fight. But in the book, they do have a fairly significant squabble. And one of the things that was interesting to me to think about was, as adults and women, we don't fight with our friends. We do whatever we do. We step back, we try to be reasonable, but we don't fight like that. So in a significant relationship, to have that big a fight, that emotionally complicated where truths are revealed. There are some unkind things said, but they are not untrue. They actually are the harsh truths. That to me was the moment where for both of them, this was such a significant relationship. They both had to step back and through feeling sick to their stomach because of what had happened, both consciously make the decision this person matters, this relationship matters, this is the most significant relationship I have in my life, I need to fix it. And the conscious act of being able to say, I'm sorry and mean it, is to me the moment their friendship steps to the next level. I think it was a level of maturity, and now it will sustain them for the rest of their lives. Mm. Ellen was a teen mom with very strict parents who just sort of rode out her college years until they could kind of pack up and leave her on her own. How do you think this personal background affects her approach to parenting and to love? Well, I think when we're kids and we are living whatever life we've been born into, we do one of two things. We either want to replicate it or we want to do the opposite. It just really depends on 
um, how happy or unhappy we were or what we were exposed to. And we all grow up with the assumption of the rules in our life are the rules. They're universal rules. And it's always an interesting, it's a shock, but sometimes it happens all at once. And sometimes it happens in bits and pieces that we find out our world isn't the world. Um, Our rules are not universal. And some people never learn that, which is a problem for them. Ellen learned that lesson, I think, much younger than most because she and Unity have been friends since forever. And Unity's family was very different. So she got exposed to, I, I saw them as sort of like farmer hippies who sold candles and very, go be you, go do you, you be free. And her family was just, her parents were just so strict and so intense in their rules. So Ellen knew from a very young age there was a different world. So when she got pregnant and the rules were not really, I don't think, a surprise to her. So I think she knew by the time Cooper was born, she was going to be a different kind of mom. I think she'd she'd known that for a long, long, not consciously, but being exposed to that, she made different decisions consciously. They have a very wonderful, loving relationship. It's a partnership. Um, it It is a good mother-son family. Ellen was conscious of, I'm not going to do, I want a different relationship with my son than my parents have with me. So you mentioned Unity in the book is only, you know, 34 years old or so, but she spends all of her time hanging out with her friends in the retirement community and reflects in the book a few times about the feeling, especially as the book evolves. She sort of has the self-reflection of feeling like she's in this perpetual state of waiting. You know, she had been waiting with her husband to have kids until it was the right time. And then they waited too long and it was too late. And now she's sort of still stuck in this waiting phase, waiting, like you mentioned earlier, to be old enough to move into the retirement community, basically. So what for you was the moment of realization for Unity that there was another way for her? Well, Unity is really interesting. I think in life and in novels, revelation comes internally or externally. And Internally, it's usually a growth moment. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we grow and change and start to see ourselves differently. For me, what was interesting about unity is almost all, and I do want to say all, but I could I could miss one. All of unity's revelations are how other people see her. And that was so interesting. So first, it's what Ellen says. And then later, it's what her friend Dagmar says. And then later, it's not that Thaddeus says anything to her. It's what he admits about himself when he sees her house and her bedroom. And for her to see his pain and see herself. So I love that her journey is a series of almost snapshots that she doesn't expect to see. So we were just talking about unity. Earlier, when Eliza and I were discussing the book in our book club of two, we could not resist commenting about Dagmar. We just loved her. She's Unity's friends from the Tyrman community. And I found myself as a reader wondering about her when she wasn't even in the scene, which sort of leads to a question that two of your readers, Krista and Karen, also had, 
When do you know when a minor character needs their own story? Um, that is interesting. Sometimes it's an organic feeling. Sometimes a reader tells me, I love Dagmar, but it is difficult to put, she's older. She's a senior citizen, not college. And uh, she would be complicated to put in a, I would have to go back to the town and write a story there. And I just, I don't know that there's anything there, but she was, I loved her. And I love her relationship with Thaddeus. And to me, relatives are a little bit like pets in that how you, what I like is to reveal character in ways that aren't direct. So how Thaddeus treats her reveals character to us. We know how he's going to treat people who matter to him. So we know how, if they get together, he's going to treat unity when she's sick or sad or something. And I love doing that to me. You can also do it with a pet, how people, I think of it as how people act in the dark, how people act when no one can see them, tells us who they are. And a pet is a great way to reveal character. You're listening to the Book Club Girl podcast, where our guest this week is Susan Mallory, whose book, The Friendship List, is out now. You can read more about Susan's book at bookclubgirl.com slash podcast. Coming up on the Book Club Girl podcast, Susan answers more questions. And later in the show, we ask her about her literary white whale. Stick around. This episode of the Book Club Girl podcast is brought to you by The Summer Deal by Jill Shalvis. Kinsey is Bryn's frenemy, Eli is Kinsey's best friend, and Bryn's childhood crush. Keep summer going all year long with The Summer Deal by Jill Shalvis, available wherever books are sold. Welcome back to the show. This episode, we're speaking with Susan Mallory, author of The Friendship List. So... In the novel, both of the main characters, Ellen and Unity, they both have love interests. And at first, the men in the book seem to sort of be a means to an end for them, a way for them to cross items off of their friendship lists. You know, Unity goes with Thaddeus skydiving. You know, she's sort of more interested in the skydiving. Sort of skydiving. Indoor skydiving. Indoor sort skydiving. of skydiving. Indoor skydiving. Why do you think Ellen and Unity are so surprised to discover they have real feelings for for Keith and for and for Thaddeus? Um, well, it's interesting because Ellen, she has no clue. She's genuinely clueless. This isn't an act. This isn't pretend. It just doesn't cross her mind. And I think that is amazing. I mean, come on, that is just fun. She is just so enthused and so happy and so excited. But it's not anything mean or she's not playing a game. She's just so lacking in self-awareness, which again was really fun to write. Unity is on a completely different path because she is a widow. She just can't. She just can't. It's not even she won't let herself. She actually cannot. And one of the things that was great was when Unity and Thaddeus meet, it's a setup. And I'm not going to reveal very much, except Unity almost has an out-of-body experience. And one of my favorite lines there actually that she and Ellen talk about this is, 
Unity saying, I can't remember anything. Because Ellen's like, what did he look like? You know, you said hi, he said hi. <laughs> tell me, tell me. And Unity has no memory of the event. And it's like, I wouldn't know if he was wearing a superhero cape. And Ellen's like, you would know. So Unity is in a completely different place and much more self-aware than Ellen. But I, it, it was interesting to me how she like made a little foray and then it's like her grief snapped her back and slapped her upside the head. And then she had to make a conscious decision. Am I going to move forward? Am I not going to move forward? So I think Ellen is just like Scooby-Doo, just living for Scooby snacks. And Unity was on a little bit more serious path. All right, we have another question from a member of our Book Club Girls Facebook group. Your characters are so clearly presented and they each shine brightly as their own individual, you know, fully realized they have their own histories, their own, you know, interpersonal dynamics. And Jill from our Facebook group wants to know, who would you cast in your all-star film production of The Friendship List? Interesting. Um, I see Diane Keaton as Degmar. Perfect. I love that. I have pictures of her, yeah, from the book club. Um, and I never got her name right. Zoe Deschanel? Deschanel? Or, yeah, with the bangs. She's got to have the bangs. That's how I pictured for Ellen because it was the bangs oh, and the big eyes. I love that. Yeah, so she was really sweet. I, uh, and again, with the last names are complicated for me. David Borsniak, you know. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, from Bones yeah. and really Angel. Um, I see him as Coach Keith. Mm-hmm. And just he's that was the the solidness I liked yeah. and the smile, the sense of humor. And then I confess, like every third or fourth book, you'll find a younger Keanu Reeves. So that was Thaddeus. So and I don't have mm-hmm. unity and I don't know why. And I went through, I do a whole thing where I go online if I need pictures. Sometimes I need pictures, sometimes I don't. But I could not get her in my head physically. So open casting call for Unity. So we have to ask, two of the items on the friendship list are going skydiving and getting a tattoo. Have you ever been skydiving? And do you have a tattoo? Um, no. And no. <laughs> so it was. there is really this indoor skydiving place. And I've seen it. It is on my way to the airport. And... I look at it and I think, what is that? So one day I just looked it up and it is a thing. It's like a wind thing and you wear this suit and quite the release to sign. And so it's been in my head for years and I finally had the chance to put it in a book. So that was really fun. And the tattoo thing, we all remember the Friends episode where Phoebe can't get past the single dot, you know, the one. And so she's got a tiny dot and she says, it's the world. And I just, that's always stayed with me. So I looked up online about getting a tattoo and no, I whimper at my flu shot and I'm still traumatized by getting my ears (laughs) pierced. So when I was a teenager, so I can't (laughs) imagine that would just be a solid no. Well, I'm with you. I will never skydive and I will never get a tattoo. Susan, we have one more question for you. Each episode, we ask an author, what is your literary white whale? This is a book that you've always meant to read or one that you started reading and never finished. Oh, man. 
That's really hard because here's the secret. I won't start a book if I don't think Mm. I'm going to finish it. So I don't. Oh, yeah. I will not finish a book if I don't like it. Oh, there is one. I've never gotten through the whole Lord of the Rings thing. I don't do fantasy. I've tried like three times. It's just not my... Some people don't like tortilla chips. I don't get it. How can you not like a tortilla chip? You get guacamole. So it's that. I just, it's not my thing. I don't get it. I have started that a couple of times and just was like, I never, fantasy wasn't my thing. Well, I will tell you that we have asked a lot of authors that question, and you are the first author who has said the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So that's awesome. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. This was really fun. And we loved reading the friendship list and getting to talk with you about it. Well, thanks for having me. This was great. And I feel very technologically savvy. And (laughs) Now you have a new skill. You've grown. That was Susan Mallory, whose book, The Friendship List, is out now. To find out more about Susan's book and how to buy it, head to bookclubgirl.com slash podcast where you can also find links to everything mentioned in this episode. Like what you heard? Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, give us a rating and leave a review. Another way to help spread the word about the Book Club Girl podcast, tell a friend. It really helps others to find us. You'll hear from us again in two weeks, where we'll be speaking with Hugo Award-winning author R.F. Kwong about her book, The Poppy War. But you can always stay in touch with us between episodes. We're both on Instagram. Find us at Tavia Reads and at Eliza is Reading. And of course, at Book Club Girl. You can join in our conversations too. In a few weeks, we are interviewing Julia Quinn about her book, Bridgerton, The Duke and I. If you have questions for Julia, post them in the comments on our Book Club Girls Facebook group or call us at 212-207-7336. You can also send us an email, thegirls at bookclubgirl.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if your question gets asked on the show, we will send you a free book. That was a free book, everybody. Before we go, a big thank you to Charles de Montebello, who produced today's episode, to Susan Mallory for gamely setting up a remote recording studio in her home for this episode, and to Susan Swinwood, who helped set up this interview with Susan. Until next time, I'm Eliza. And I'm Tavia. Happy reading. I'm not complaining. I have an idea. Unity pulled a pad of paper out of her large handbag and slid it across to the table. Ellen glanced down. The friendship list? She looked at her friend. What is that? So you need to convince Coop that you're totally fine on your own, and I maybe need to get out of my rut. Ellen wanted to tease that maybe wasn't the right word, but knew it was too soon. Okay, and? And we do it together. We make a pact to challenge each other to use the summer to make some changes. Cooper won't apply to colleges until the fall, so there's time for you to show him you have a life. Let's take advantage of that. We would each have a list of things to do, and whoever does the most wins. Like a game show? Kind of. The winner treats the loser to a weekend at the Salish Lodge. That caught Ellen's attention. She and Unity had been talking about a girlfriend's weekend at the lodge forever. The Salish Lodge was an upscale resort on the Seattle side of the mountains. There was a spa, a couple of great restaurants, and amazing views of Snoqualmie Falls. But the glorious accommodations came with a price tag her school teacher's salary couldn't afford very easily. 
I could really get into a spa weekend, she said slowly. Me too. And regardless of who wins, going away will help convince Cooper that you're really okay without him. It was an interesting idea. Ellen knew Unity wasn't the only one in a rut. As she'd been unable to come up with a single idea to fix things with Coop, she was willing to give this a try. What about you? Ellen asked. Do you want to change? I'm not trying to start anything, but you haven't even hinted that you're looking for more than you have. I know, but what I'm doing isn't working. She reached for her wine. I got thrown out of the pickleball league. What? How could that happen? You're a star player. Unity's mouth twisted. That was part of the problem. I was told that I'm too young and fit and that I should go find a league with people my own age. I hadn't thought about it that way, but they're right. According to Phyllis, I'm a big strapping girl. Ellen couldn't hide her smile. Strapping? She said strapping? She did. I hate her. Thank you. The oven dinged. Ellen got up and slid in the frozen pizza, then resumed her seat. Have you thought about joining another pickleball league? Not really, but I should think about it. Maybe put it on the challenge list. Ellen tore off a couple of sheets of blank paper while Unity dug pens out of her bag. Let's do this, Ellen said. Let's come up with a list of challenges. Things that are scary and fun and help us grow as people. Ugh, Unity wrinkled her nose. Sorry, I'm not a fan of change. Me either, but circumstances being what they are, I don't think we have a choice. She pointed to Unity's paper. Pickleball, write it down. I'd rather do something else. Like what? I don't know. Unity thought for a second. Skydiving. What? Ellen lowered her voice. Are you insane? Skydiving? Unity grinned. Yes, and you should get a tattoo. You first. Unity picked up her pen and wrote the word tattoo, followed by skydiving. Her expression turned smug. Match that. 